Before we begin the podcast, I'd like to acknowledge that I'm recording on stolen and unceded Gadigal lands. Welcome back to That's Hot, the podcast helping you get even hotter than you already are by giving you all of the information that you need to help the world get cooler. I'm Tegan. And I'm Lizzie. Welcome back. Okay, so today's episode, it's the last episode of the year, which is sad. I don't know, that just like came around very quickly, but we're going to take a few weeks break from the podcast, but I want to reflect on the year that was, rounding up all of the hottest and the not so hot Australian climate news from every month of the year. But how are you this week, Lizzie? Tell me. I'm good. I'm not sure when this podcast will get released relative to what I've been doing recently, but I have decided this year that I was going to become a fan of soccer or I now call it football. That's how much of a fan I am. So I have been sacrificing sleep. I watched almost all of the Australia games. I watched some of the one. I didn't I didn't fully do the 2 a.m. wake up, but I did watch some of that game sort of from 3, 15 a.m. So that was pretty good. And that's been really fun. I know there's a lot of, I kind of took the approach, me watching is not going to solve human rights issues in Qatar. I have done a lot of work learning about it, listened to some great podcasts, read lots of things, and I also just love sport. So I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. So that's been my main activity for the week. It has been a lot of fun. How about you? What have you been up to? Nothing too crazy on my end. I haven't been watching the soccer. Sadly, I'm not a fan. So Hey, you know, I wasn't a fan. Either. I didn't think I was a fan, and now I'm a fan. So... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next World Cup. <laughs> Got four years to prepare. Watch some Ted Lasso. It's like the gateway drug. I feel like it's like the drive to survive of the soccer world. So yeah, I'll catch up on that, and then maybe maybe by next World Cup, I'll be Stunning. I'll be a fan. <laughs> That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's so hot. Okay. So this episode, I am starting us off with a little quiz. Three questions. They're multiple choice. I haven't prepared you in any way as to what these questions are. I have no idea what is going. I feel like you'll get them. Okay. Are you ready for question one? I am ready. So two protesters in the last few weeks have been charged after soup was thrown over a painting in the London National Gallery. Do you you know this story? Yeah. Which artist's painting was the soup thrown at? You've got four options. Vincent van Gogh, Claude Monet, Pablo Picasso, Andy Warhol. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's van Gogh. That was my what I was going to say. Now I've panicked because I'm thinking Warhol soup. Maybe there's something better there, but no, I think it's van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, it was van Gogh. You did well. Amazing. Woo. I'm so proud of you. Here's a bonus question for you. Do you know exactly what they were protesting? I believe it was to do with the UK continuing to approve gas exploration and expansion. Pretty close. Something like that? Fossil fuel in general? Yeah, so they were from an organisation called Just Stop Oil and they have been doing non-violent demonstrations right across the UK protesting the production of fossil fuels. Controversial issue. We will not spend too much time debating whether no. well, what the, we're the, the right or wrong <laughs> thoughts on throwing. Maybe one day we'll do an episode on like, protests and inconvenience yeah, and I things. Think we should. It's like a really interesting topic. Yeah, 100%. We'll pop that one in the, in the ideas bank. Yeah, love that. Okay, question two. How many Australian states or territory governments are currently run by Labor? Your options are four, five, six, or seven. Let's do the maths. I think most of them are. 
Queensland is, Northern Territory is, yes. Western Australian is, South Australia is, Victoria is, I presume the ACT is. ACT is joint. I think Tasmania and, oh, well, I don't know about Tassie. Mm, I'm going to go six. Oh, she's done it again. It's six. Yeah. So Tassie and New South Wales are both liberal governments. I am in Sydney. I do know this. We do here. Dom Perignon, as I like to call him. Up on the this. election's soon. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Final question. Our current emissions reduction target is 43% by 2030. What level of warming is that 2030 target consistent with? So your options are 1.5 degrees, 1.8 degrees, 2 degrees, and 2.5. So it's definitely not 1.5. No. It's not. I know that you need a 75% cut to be with 1.5. Yes, which, was what the, which is what the Greens policy is. Yeah. Mm. And I guess if I was better at quick maths, maybe I could figure out what that is. Uh-huh. My gut feel is 2.5. Okay. I'm so going to go 2.5. I'm locking that in. Yeah, look. Two? Two it's two. It's two. You got two. Okay, out of, okay. Two out of three out of Two's actually, it's like, it's not, it's still not great, but it's, no. it's okay. I'm it's so proud of you. Win. I'm very yeah, proud of you. I'm Good proud job. of me too. So. Yeah. <laughs> the validation okay. I look for. Uh, <laughs> great. So into the main part of this episode, we're going to look at what we think is the biggest climate story from every month this year. I'm going to say the month straight off the bat, just your gut instinct. You're going to tell me whether you think that the story is hot. So good for the environment, good for the climate or not. So kind of sucks. Not very good. So we're, we're ranking them in like the Dolly magazine, hot or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is obviously our inspiration for this entire podcast, but oh, specifically this one. Activity. 100%. Great. I'm ready. Okay, Being great. Born ready for this. Cast your mind back. We're going to January. What do you think? Is it going to be a hot story or a not story? Oh, so I just get the month. I don't get anything about the story. Mm-hmm. January was like seven years ago. <laughs> but also like a month ago at the same time. Time doesn't work work in a normal way anymore. I don't know. I feel like there was probably some oh, the floods were later. January. Let's say we started the year well. Surely something hot happened in January. Let's see. Okay. So the story that we've chosen Temperatures in a town in WA called Onslow hit a record high of 50.7 degrees. So very hot, but also very not hot. (laughs) Wow. Exactly. That's crazy. Literally hot, not so hot for the environment. That is crazy. And it came after like a week long heat wave, which hit WA. So it was, yeah. Very, I feel like we don't crazy. talk about our friends out west very often. We're very into like East Coast life. So you know, I know. what? I'm glad we popped this story in here. I yeah. that's that's rough for them. Yeah. Yeah, very hectic. Okay, we're moving on to February. What do you think? Is it gonna be February was not hot because I just remember well, my if I was to pick a story, it would be the fact that everything was flooded. I think exactly. that was February. So I'm going not hot. Exactly. So that is the story. It was the start of what has been the craziest flooding season this year, the New South Wales and Queensland floods, uh, somewhat a, a part of the fact that we've had three La Ninas for a row, like really significant rainfall. But this flooding in Queensland is actually the costliest natural disaster event in Australia's history. 
Wow. Have you got numbers for us? What are uh, we what are we talking? I do. So 5.1 oh, good. I know. 5.1 billion dollars is the estimated cost of wow, the flooding in February. I just feel like every time someone talks about the cost of action, oh, yeah. it's so expensive to build a solar panel, like pop these numbers, you know, pop these numbers right in front of them. Like exactly. it's crazy. Exactly. Crazy, crazy stuff. We can do a lot with 5 billion if we didn't yeah. have to spend it on this, which and you can unfortunately see- we're going to have to do both, but yeah, mm, sorry. And you can see the government now are starting to look at the like projected costs of climate disasters and accounting for that, which like obviously after this year's events, they are seriously considering because that's a lot of money. The only other natural disaster in Australia's history that surpassed $5 billion was Cyclone Tracy in 1974. Fun fact. Sad, sad fact. Sad Maybe facts. Maybe not so fun. Yeah. March. Tell me, do you think it's going to be hot or not? We've had two not so hot stories to start off the year. Or are we going to keep- again March? What was March? March was my birthday. Mm, I don't remember. That was hot. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, obviously. I look. I'm just going to hope it's hot. I'm just hoping you pick something to mix up the not hots because it's getting a bit bleak. <laughs> and I want to believe something cool happened this uh, year. I'm so sorry to say this. No, but- this is just a doom scroll, but in like a podcast version. Damn We're going to get hot at some point. But the okay, start- so there is some hot stuff. Okay. Yeah, the start of the year just like really, it, it wasn't fun. Okay, so in March, that is when the federal court overturned the duty of care ruling. Okay, I was literally there. I feel like I could have remembered this one. Yeah, very. that was very not hard. Yes, yeah, so to remind everyone that's listening, in May of last year, the federal court ruled that the federal environment minister, who at the time was Susan Lay and who now is Tanya Plibersek, had a duty to take reasonable care to avoid causing personal injury or death to Australians under 18 years of age. That arose from carbon emissions, into the Earth's atmosphere. The lead litigant in that class action was friend of the podcast. <laughs> I would look. Like we to have say. a friend of the pod. We do. <laughs> Who you know very well. My good, my good pal, my my pupil. I like to say that I actually I, I built this girl <laughs> and Shama, a true. It's all me. It's all me. Yeah, yeah. of course. But a legend. Yeah, a legend. I love that. But nonetheless, who we will definitely convince to get on at some point. Ah, oh, she'll Hello, be here. If she'll she's listening. Yeah. Oh, we hope so. But yes, sadly, this ruling was overturned. Not hot. We hate that. It's very definitely sad. Not hot. not hot at all. Okay, moving on to April. So I like, had some personal not hot things in April because okay. I had some Achilles injuries. So I'm just going to assume Ooh. that then, like, given you seem to be on this sad vibe i'm just gonna let the not hot my april was not hot so i'm gonna assume the environment's april was maybe also not hot yeah correct correct i don't know why just the vibe (laughs) so there was actually a major coral bleaching event over in wa we hear a lot about coral bleaching in the great barrier reef but that isn't our only reef in australia we are surrounded by ocean so yeah there was this this huge event in the ningaloo reef in wa and yeah that just comes alongside the i think there's been six coral bleachings in the Great Barrier Reef in recent years. So, yeah, it's very scary what's happening to our beautiful, beautiful reefs. Okay, May. What do we think? I think May's hot because we (laughs) did manage to boot out the Liberal National Coalition government. And if that ain't hot, (laughs) I don't know what is. Exactly. Um, Obviously, here at Project Planet, we are big fans of political action. Exactly. So finally, May. We finally have a hot story. Uh, I love that. The hottest bit about that was actually that, so Tegan and I at that point were kind of like friends, but not like 
not the buddies that we are today. Yeah. Um, we literally walked into each other <laughs> out partying at 2am after oh the election result. I think that's the one night I went clubbing this entire year, which I think is very on brand for me that the things that will get me out and about are literally uh, elections. And it was just like else. iconic of us to run into each other. Like It was so good. At the unicorn in Paddington. <laughs> like singing along to like ABBA as you would. <laughs> uh, honestly, probably the happiest day of my life. I don't uh, know, it's a massive call, but I'm going to go with it. Probably nah. the best day of this year. It was yeah. great. Okay, so, so definitely hot. Tell yeah, us more. The federal election happened. There was a huge shift in the Australian public towards voting for more progressive parties, whether that was for Labor, for the Greens, for uh, Teal Independence, which was really incredible to see. We saw places like in Brisbane that turned very green. And I just want to give a huge shout out at this point to Lizzie for putting together the Vote One Climate Tool, which if you got to use... That was like, you're very privileged. Like Lizzie put so much work into this and it was such an incredible tool. And we're so excited to be able to do it again in the future. We will. We're bringing it back at some point. Stay tuned. I will not put a date because (laughs) my life is too chaotic for that, but um, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Okay, great. Moving on to June. We're halfway through the year. What are we thinking? Hot, not. Is it too optimistic to get two hot months in a row? Again, I have no idea. I can't remember the news. Let's go not hot. We're reverting to the mean. We're sticking with hot. Yes. Yes. What was hot? So the WA state government actually wow, did sorry. some- Wow, sorry. This is- I know, Taking a holiday to Perth and now everything <laughs> in this podcast is about WA. Wow, okay. Just move already. We get it. Oh, I will be soon, hopefully. <laughs> Let's put it in the five-year plan. They had some incredible climate commitments. So all of WA's state-owned coal power stations will actually be closing by 2039, which is amazing. That just leaves one private coal power station that will... I guess, still be open. But yeah, all of the state ones are closing. And the state has a plan to cut government emissions, whatever that technicality means, by 80% by 2030, which is really cool. They're doing cool stuff. Yeah. It, like you said before, we don't talk about WA enough. We're going to welcome them back into the So now community. we're doing a whole podcast dedicated to them. So. <laughs> I think that's actually maybe the last time that we're mentioning them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. July. What are you thinking? Gosh, this is maybe, I think I'm someone that reads the news and then like just being asked to put this back together. I'm like, I have no idea. July. And I mean, we're always looking at climate news, so it's kind of hard Mm. to even think about or like place where things happened. I'm just going to go again that July was like not a hot month for me personally. So I'm going to assume it wasn't a hot month for the planet. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah. Very aligned, very aligned in that regard. Yeah. So coming straight back down to earth, July was the month that the state of the environment report was released to the public. So this is a report that's released every five years and it was actually like written, published in 2021, but the Morrison government actually chose not to publish it publicly until after the election because the contents of the report was like so, so alarming. And I guess that was them trying to like save some bad press, although I don't know, like everything was bad. They just wanted it to like reflect badly on like the the new uh, Labor government. But yeah, one hot thing that did come out of the State of the Environment report, though, was that it was the first report to include Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander co-authors, which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 
I think hot. this whole podcast is me just saying hot or not hot on repeat. It's going to sound so boring. Oh, um, I mean, that's what we're about. But your bits sound great. That's what we're about. Yeah. <laughs> I could just be a bot at this point. <laughs> Lizzie's not actually there. <laughs> August. What are we thinking? So I reckon maybe August was when the government passed their new climate bill. Maybe. Oh, was it September? You're doing I don't know. Well. I'm going to go with that. Maybe that was hot. Maybe that was August. Let's go. Ding, 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 ding. So. Oh. Yeah. You good memory, so honestly. Good. You can't you yeah. gotta you gotta give yourself credit. I'll take that. So in August, our government increased our climate targets. It became law. So they went into the election saying what their emissions reductions target would be. This finally came into law. It's 43%, which is hot because it is a step forward for Australia and we love to see it. It's not hot because like we talked about in the quiz at the start of the episode, that puts us on a path to two degrees of warming, which not amazing. I think we landed on like lukewarm when we did the episode specifically on this too. So it's like hot, but it could be hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of hot, kind of not. And like the government was saying during that period, the 43% target is a floor, not a ceiling. So... We love politicians and their lingo. <laughs> okay. How are we feeling? Like we're we're a quarter, two thirds, sorry, of the way through. I the- think. Yep. You know what? I had some moments mm-hmm. that I felt like I know what I was doing. And then some others where mm. I realized mm. I have no idea what happened this year. But you know what? I think good. We're doing all right. September. What September. Do we think? I don't know. September was mm. both recent and too far away. I'm going to go uh, not hot for no real reason. Just think wasn't a hot month. It was hot. Oh. It was hot. Our story is hot. So a group of eight Torres Strait Islander people made international oh, legal history hot. after the United Nations Human Rights Committee found that the Australian government is violating its human rights obligations to them through climate change inaction. This is like, I think, my favourite story of the whole year. It's- it is an incredible, if you are not mm. across this story, mm. if you've not followed this. we did a post, I did a post mm. on it maybe like a year or so ago and just like yeah. incredible, incredible it's amazing. stuff. So, so the government are obliged to pay adequate compensation to Torres Strait Islanders whose country and culture are both threatened by rising sea levels, which is, yeah. That bit is not hot. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Compensation and winning yeah, we cases. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Okay, October. October. I don't know. I don't know what happened in October. Okay, so October was when the federal budget came out. Mm, another maybe lukewarm situation? Exactly. Is that the- exactly. Yeah. So we have a podcast episode on this. Feel free to listen. <laughs> but it was hot because there was a huge focus on addressing climate change. The word of like actual word climate change was mentioned like a lot of times a way more than in previous budgets which we love to see and like we mentioned before they finally have started thinking about the cost of inaction and budgeting for that and making sure that they have money for future climate disasters which are inevitable at this stage very sadly the budget wasn't hot because they still have billions of dollars set aside for fossil fuel subsidies including $2 billion for new gas projects. And there's that all great elephant in the room of the stage three tax cuts that cost $250 billion over the next 10 years. And we know from that incredible Guardian tool that that money could be used so much more effectively. 
100%. I've been going on rants on my Instagram stories oh. about this. Much, I'm sure, to the enjoyment of the random, like, hinge boys that follow me there. I'm sure that's why they came. They came for the bikini photos and they stayed for the stage three tax cut content. So I live to serve. That is iconic. I love you. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're moving on to November last month. What are we feeling? November was cop. Cop was actually like medium hot as a total thing. I guess mm-hmm. we're talking about Australia. Mm. Australia again was, ho- I think everything to do with our government. It's like, it's hotter, but it could be even hotter, you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah, going to say yeah. probably hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've called it hot. There are some not so hot things, but you're correct. We had COP27 breaking with many years of tradition Australia uh was finally constructive in the talks (laughs) crazy I know the government arrived uh to COP and was pretty much one of the only nations that had increased their climate targets which is amazing Chris Bowen was given extra responsibilities in terms of managing the talks around money which is but like lost finance, climate finance, I believe climate climate finance, cash monies. That's uh, that's it. And not necessarily related to Australia directly, but there was the huge win of the loss and damage fund being agreed on, which is going to be developed to compensate vulnerable countries from the impacts of climate change, which is amazing. Okay, here we are. It's December. You'd think I'd know what was happening this month, given it is this month. And I feel like I even know this one less. Okay, look, you know, there's been a few stories in the last, I guess, week or so. Yeah. The ones I'm thinking about are not hot. Like there was the climate protester that was just sentenced uh-huh. to like an obscene length amount of time. Eight months. Yeah. Not the story Crazy. we chose though. But Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Was there some hot stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll go not hot with that one, but it's not the story I chose. So clearly I'm wrong. So what, were you, what did you pick? I, like, I keep saying we, like I had any input in this. <laughs> this is all taken. She carries this team. Uh, so we're ending it on a hot story because I don't want to be negative Fabulous. for the final month of the year. So it's the story about Santos and the Tiwi Islanders. Do you know this story? Ah, I've heard bits of this story, but you'll need to fill me in. Yeah, so Santos lost a federal court appeal against a decision which stopped them from drilling for gas in the Barossa gas project, which is, yeah, incredible. So the court ruling found that Santos didn't adequately consult Tiwi Islanders about the project so their approvals was therefore deemed invalid huge which in itself is an incredible story and incredibly hot but this now opens up further opportunities for similar appeals where traditional owners were not adequately consulted which is a really incredible precedent to have in the federal court super super exciting. anything that involves an oil and gas company losing anything is just oh. a real treat it's I just, just enjoy it. A exactly lot. what we want to hear. <laughs> That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's so hot. So I want to know how are you feeling? What are your overall thoughts on Australia's take on climate action this year? Like, are you feeling positive? Are you feeling like, yeah, what's your overall thoughts? I think like a lot of the stories, I feel a mix. Mm. Um, I think. Obviously, there's consistently incredibly terrifying news about what the future could look like and what 
you know, mm. the future on an overheated planet will is already beginning to look like. And we saw yeah, exactly. devastating flooding around the world and all sorts of, mm. you know, just horrific natural disasters. Obviously in Australia, yeah, we've seen some really good progress because we have elected a government that is better, still not great on yeah. climate. One thing I do sort of think I've been thinking about a bit recently and I do worry about a little in Australia is I think we had huge momentum despite the fact that like when you look at the media coverage of the federal election climate wasn't made out to be a big issue but I think if you look at the way that people voted you're seeing that there was a lot of energy around climate at the last Mm. federal election and a huge amount of work by the entire climate movement like we kind of came in at the last minute but there are organizations and people that have been on the ground doing this work for years decades Mm. like and that is so incredible and I just I worry that there's a little bit of a sense of like oh we did the job like the job's done and a lot of people are able to kind of switch off complacency a little bit like yeah and I mm. think the real challenge for us as you know people that are very concerned about this and spend a lot of time you know in the weeds of the news and policy and reports that how do we continue to drive that like broader public momentum so that when there is opportunities to vote or to you know in significant ways make our voices heard whether that's through you know protest petitions whatever it is just our own day-to-day actions yeah how do we keep that momentum because it's like you know and it's it's fun it's kind of hard because like you know trying to organize around one specific election where there's a really clear difference between two parties that's like a really easy thing to get people on board with trying to get people to you know live their lives in ways that maybe helps us go from 1.8 to 1.6 degrees of warming, which doesn't sound as fancy and isn't as clear a finish line and doesn't Mm. get, you know, doesn't get us to a party at the unicorn (laughs) um, (laughs) to celebrate that success. Yeah. I think is really hard. And I think is, you know, it's like partly why we do this podcast is Mm. to talk through these ideas and to, you know, connect with other people and why we started Project Planet. Exactly. So, yeah, that was a very long-winded answer, but I think that's oh, sort of my thoughts on it. this year and my thoughts for the future I is love how that. do we – great momentum, but some of that momentum I think is dwindling and therefore how do we continue that because it is so, so important. That yeah. We do. What are your thoughts? Honestly, I can't top what you just said. I feel like that was such an, incre- <laughs> like an incredible wrap-up of ideas from the year, like – there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows and I feel like that's just something that we're going to have to learn to adapt to as we move forward because we're going to keep seeing negative impacts of climate change but we're also going to see governments and individuals and businesses all do incredible things to try and make a difference and try and have a positive impact. So I think it's important that we have moments like this where we can celebrate wins and talk about things that aren't so great and aren't so hot and move into the next year and knowing those things having having ways that we can improve and and have a better year next year yeah exactly just building year on year I guess exactly I think it's also important I think one thing this year really shows is like how important it is to be intersectional both in terms of the people that we communicate with and work with in the climate movement but also in the way that we approach issues because I think one thing like climate on its own isn't necessarily a big enough driver to change people's behavior or change voting patterns or whatever but when we kind of align that with other you know particularly progressive causes but you know just things that I think help most people then I think that's where we can really sort of continue to drive that change rather than just thinking of climate as its own little little bubble um, that exactly. we have to really be able to work with 
everyone else that's doing amazing work across Australian and kind of global societies and things exactly. like that. Exactly. So. Amazing. So that's our last episode for the year. I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to our last few episodes. I don't know if this is episode number seven or number eight, but nonetheless, it's great. I just want to thank you. A big thank you to the four people for whom we were the top <laughs> podcast for Spotify wrapped. We had released one, maybe two episodes at this point. So clearly these people have literally not used Spotify, but a big exactly. shout out to them. I just, oh, it's so sweet. I love it. Just to say that there was a time where we made it onto the science podcast charts on Spotify. Oh my God, what? Yes. We, you we didn't were, even tell me this. This is brand new information. I know. Wow. We got to number 26 on the science you know charts. what you got us out somewhere exactly. i feel like we started these podcasts as a very like you've got sometimes you just got to do it like yeah. done is better than perfect yeah. and i think we've learned a lot we will be back next year with exactly. more consistent sound quality with yeah. slightly better episode planning it's with everyone's some gonna start somewhere. freaking hot guests i'm exactly. excited for that so oh, that's the biggest if thing. you enjoyed this mm. let me just tell you it's gonna get a whole lot better we have the hottest plans for 2023 and not just for the podcast, but for all of our socials and everything that Project Planet is doing. And we're just so excited to have people along with us on the journey. Yeah. So come follow us in all those places. Um, if you'd like personal hot content, I'm sure you can stalk Tegan and I as well. Oh, um, and share this yeah. as we, you know, the way we find you people is you guys sharing. So, you know, exactly. pop it on the Instagram stories if you enjoyed. And yeah, we can't wait to be back. Woo! Have a lovely end of the year and we'll talk to you next year. Bye. Bye.